Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for your presence, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for translating us from darkness into the kingdom of light. Oh, hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, big brother Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Stay in this vein. As I was praying today, the Holy Spirit wanted me to go over this. Some of you have been lied to. Some of you have been lied to about God. You think that God's not on your side or you think that God's against you or just not with you, but that's a lie. It's a deception of the devil, right? That's what we learned last week, right? Blindness, blind, I mean, darkness blinds, but it's deception that binds in the name of Jesus. But as I was sitting there praying, the Holy Spirit was just leading me to the book of Isaiah, and I'm going to pray this prayer over us in the name of Jesus. I'm just going to take the scriptures, and I'm going to pray this over you in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 52, verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. Lord, this body of believers brings good tidings in the name of Jesus. We bring your word, Lord. We bring it. We bring your light out into a dark world. We bring your love out into a dark world in the name of Jesus. Life, light, and love in the name of Jesus, led by your spirit in Jesus' name. We're publishing peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken from the top, the bottom, and all around our sides in the name of Jesus. One with the Father and the Father in us because of Jesus, hallelujah. Bringing in that peace in Jesus' name, hallelujah. We're bringing good tidings. We're publishing good tidings of joy, hallelujah. Publishing salvation, walking in that robe, telling people about that life in Jesus' name, saying unto Zion, thy God reigneth, our God reigneth in the name of Jesus. Jesus, the watchman, that's us. We lift up, we lift up our voices in the name of Jesus. We're lifting up our voices with Jesus, hallelujah, with the voice together. We're singing, we're singing, we're singing together with Jesus, hallelujah, for they shall see eye to eye. Jesus has lifted us up. He's raised us up. He's seated us with him. We can see eye to eye with him. We can speak eye to eye with him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And when the Lord brings again back to Zion. Hallelujah. And then the Lord had me go over to Isaiah 54. And start off in verse 11. Hey, thou afflicted, tossed with a tempest and not comforted. You don't have to live in darkness anymore. Hallelujah. You don't have to live in darkness anymore. I'm going to lay your stones with fair colors. I'm going to lay your foundation with sapphires. He's talking about Jesus. What's going to happen when Jesus comes? Hallelujah. He says, I'm going to make your windows of agates. I'm going to make your gates of carbuncles and all your borders of pleasant stone. Hallelujah. Devil, look out, man, in the name of Jesus. Listen to this. And all your children shall be taught of the Lord. Devil, I don't have to learn from darkness. I don't have to learn from darkness. I learn from light in the name of Jesus. I don't have to be bound. I don't have to be changed in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. The Lord's going to be my teacher. Life, light, love is going to be my teacher. And great shall be the peace of thy children. And listen to this. In righteousness shall we be established. Oh my goodness. In right, right standing with God. God is reconciled with Jesus. Back us to him in the name of Jesus. We can stand in the front. We can stand in the throne. We can go face to face with Jesus. Hallelujah. We can stand there with Jesus. Hallelujah. In the heavenlies. Oh, glory be to God. We shall be far from oppression in the name of Jesus. In fear. We don't have to be intimidated anymore. We don't have to respond to intimidation. We don't have to respond to fear anymore. Oh my Lord. Thank you so much. And from terror, it will not come near you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Behold, they're going to gather, right? You know how the devil is, but it's not going to be by me. And whoever gathers together against you, they're going to fall for your sake. Behold, yeah, I created a smith, right? He blows the coals in the fire, right? 
He brings that forth fruit, that, that instrument for his work, right? And he created him, and now he's out there destroying. But thank God, in the name of Jesus, we don't have to live under that darkness anymore, right? Because any weapon that he forms against you, any trick, any trickery that he tries to do, any weapon that he tries to bring against us in the name of Jesus, glory be to God, it won't prosper in Jesus' name. Any tongue that is spoken over our lives, any words that have come from a school teacher, any words that have come from people, any words that have come from anybody else, family members, you name it. Any word. I'm not listening to those lies. I don't have to listen to that deception anymore, praise God. Because any judgment that comes up, a doctor's report, you name it. Hey, any report that comes up as a weapon, as a judgment against you, listen to this. You don't have to have it. You can condemn it in the name of Jesus. This is what light does. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. Praise the name of Jesus. And then Isaiah 61. One more thing the Holy Spirit wanted me to just pray this. Pronounce it over you in the name of Jesus. Man, this gets exciting. When I spend time with the Lord, a lot of times I just like to take his word and read it back to him just like this and praise his name with it. Glory be to God. And Isaiah 61 in verse 10, he says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. I'm rejoicing in you, Father. I don't care what they're doing out there. Hey, before I got born again, I was singing out there and I didn't care what they thought about me. So I'm not going to care now when they see me rejoice in his name, just singing and shouting and hallelujah because my soul shall be joyful in my God why because he has clothed me with the garments of salvation boy he's wrapped me in his love he's wrapped me in his grace he's wrapped me in his life right he has covered me with the robe of righteousness like a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and a bride adorns herself with jewels in the name of Jesus I got a covenant I've got life I've got light I've got the blessing I've got grace in the name of Jesus I'm in the family in Jesus name hallelujah I'm in the family for as the earth bringeth forth the bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sworn, you know, that they come in and they're sown in the spring, they grow forth, right? So the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. That's you and me, man. The Lord is, the, Jesus said, I'm the true vine. We are the branches, man. We're going out. We're producing fruit for the Lord. We're showing his light in the name of Jesus. And the nations are seeing it in Jesus' name. They're going to want what you got in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Man, thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Does Jesus need us? He sure does. Are we his ambassadors in the earth? We sure are. Are we ambassadors of light, ambassadors of life? Hallelujah. Some of you have been in the military, right? And I remember I was in the Air Force in the Army. When I went in the Army, man, I got to tell you what, you talk about being translated from one kingdom into another, right? I'm just, I have my hair long. I'm having a good old time. I got my blue jeans on. Next thing you know, I got a big drill sergeant looking at me. And that was the end of my freedom at that time right there. And I got to tell you something. They cut my hair. They put clothing on me. They even, they, even your undergarments were Army colors, you know? And they came in there, and for three months, you talked army, you walked army, you lived army, you slept army, and they made you do exactly what we're doing. You had to read everything back to them. You had to say everything back to them when the sergeant would come up to you and ask you, what is your, you know, this law? What is that law? What is this rule? What is that law? You know, a soldier doesn't leave his post until properly leaves the command. You'd have to go over every one of those things, man, and if you didn't know it, whoo, you're on the ground doing push-ups, right? Or you're up in the middle of the night doing something, but he's going to make sure you know that, Right? We were translated. I mean, we were translated. And we've been delivered from darkness. And we've been translated into light. And if you spend time in a word like this and you fight the good fight of faith, man, I'm telling you, you are gonna, you're going to be walking out there. They're going to see that light and that love in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So 
Jesus is not sending us out without weapons. I like to keep saying that. He's not sending us out without weapons. He's given us the Holy Spirit, right? I'm not going to leave you comfortless, right? I'm going to send you another. That word in the Greek means the same thing. I'm the prototype. You're going to get the exact same thing, right? I ain't sending you out there unarmed, right? We talked. Paul said it. He picked up on it and said it to the letter to the Ephesians, right? You got a helmet. You got a shield. You got a sword. Go. We got it. We're not unarmed, right? So I always like to say it. It's our faith. It's his might, right? And I just love walking in it. So we're not unarmed, right? We are his body in the earth, and we are partakers of his anointing. Hallelujah. So we're fighting the good fight of faith. This has just been a wonderful series. Thank you, Pastor Justin, for allowing the Holy Spirit to, to let me minister tonight. Glory be to God. I love our pastor. I love our pastor's wife. I love what we do here in this church. I'm telling you what a vision we've got. I'm telling you, we're going forward in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, I don't care what's going on in the world. There is light in Goshen in the name of Jesus. There is light in Goshen, and there is light in this church. I mean, we are moving, and we are expanding. And I'm telling you, it's going to excite me to see where everybody is five years from now, where I'm going to be five years from now, where we're going to be five years from now. Glory to God. I mean, they're going to say some stuff about this. Hey, there's stuff going on down there at Heritage of Faith Church. That's what they're going to say. There is light going on. There is life going on. There is love. It's the real deal. That's what's going on down here. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to go to our verse, 1 Timothy chapter 6, right? 1 Timothy chapter 6. And uh, I got excited because I remember when Dr. Savell said he got a Brother Copeland Bible, right? And I said, Lord, that wasn't, I, I want a Brother Copeland Bible, right? And it wasn't, but a couple months later, he sent it out to all his partners, right? A Brother Copeland Bible with all his little notes in there. I got so excited for that. You can buy it still if you want. See his little notes in there? And I'd go in there and I'd read some of his notes. And I'd, I'd think about it with the Holy Spirit. And he put a note in there, and one thing on John chapter 3 that just opened my eyes on something. And we'll get to that later, but man, so thank you, Lord. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from one of my favorite Bibles. Amen. So we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. And I got to get there. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. There we go. Okay. And we're going to go to verse 11. But thou, O man of God. See, am I in the right verse? 1 Timothy chapter 6. Yeah, verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, right? Godliness, faith, love, and patience. Oh, there it is, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith, right? Lay hold of, embrace it. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto you are called. Man, we're, in, we're called to be children of light, man. That's what we're called to be. We're, we're called to embrace this good fight. Hallelujah. Get it. I'm excited about this. We're, hey, we're in the last of the last days, and this excites me. When I was a little kid, I used to hear about that. I was like, man, we're in the last days. The Lord trusts you. He trusts us. He put us in this date and time. He put us here, right? It, it's not the bottom of the ninth. We're trying to get runs in, right? No, no, no. We're pitchers on the mound, right? We got a 300,000 to nothing score, right? The devil has zero on the board, right? And we're standing on that mound and we're pitching. And I want to say, here, devil, see if you can hit this one. Woo! And you throw that fastball in there and it just goes in and you just watch him swing and miss. Hey, the devil is out of time, right? And so he's going to do everything he can, right? But we're fighting that good fight of faith, right? We're the ones winning. He's the one in the fort. We're not in the fort with him bombarding us. Uh -uh, the kingdom of heaven moves forward. We go forward. We take ground. We move forward. He's the one on the fences. He's the one backed up against the rope, right? Hallelujah. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them smart. Isn't that what they do in the sports, right? Isn't that what they do in the pros, right? They try to, they try to mouth off to you. They try to get you all upset. You know, you're in the line. And you're ready to do a play or something like that. And they start talking stuff to you. You know, they're trying to get you off your game, right? And that's, what, that's all the devil can do, right? He can't change his spots, can he? We're fighting the good fight of faith. 
and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Okay, so verse 13, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. So we know Jesus is our commander. He's the example of how we're supposed to live, right? So we fight the good fight of faith with the word of God in our house, in our house, in our heart, and with our mouth. And that's exactly what he did, hallelujah. And as you grow in the Lord, and as you spend more time with him, right? The, the verse I like is in John chapter 15, where Jesus says, If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. And that, that fellowship begins to develop, right? That relationship begins to develop. And you're in that light. You're in that love. You're inside that bubble, right? You're inside that life. You're inside that Zoe, right? You're in there with him, right? So you begin to talk with him. You begin to communicate with him. And he begins to show you things as you begin to walk out. You begin to hear from him. He begins to lead you. He begins to guide you, right? And now you're starting to abide in his word, and his word's starting to abide in you, right? So now when you come up into a situation where there's darkness, you bring in the light in the name of Jesus. And I mean, when you say it, you mean it, right? In the name of Jesus. And it comes out, and the Bible says you declare it and you speak it, you'll have whatsoever you say. So this is a a good fight of faith, a good fight of faith, guarding our mouth, watching our mouth in the name of Jesus. So the, one of the questions I wanted to ask was tonight with the Holy Spirit, can we fight the good fight of faith responding to daily situations in our life by how we want to respond? <laughs> no, we can't, can we? So how does the devil fight, right? What weapons does he use? We got to know our enemy, right? We got to study him and know where his weaknesses are, right? So we can pound him into the ground, hallelujah. And that's what excites me. So 2 Corinthians, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Just a refresher again, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to look at verse 3 through 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 7. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your word. For though we walk, in verse 3, for, for though we walk in the flesh. I know Adam fell, right? I know sin's out there. I know darkness is out there. I know we're in these bodies. These bodies are instruments. They were designed for us to interact with creation. It was never meant to rule us. It was never designed to rule us. It was designed to hold our spirit and the spirit of the Lord, right? But Adam fell, right? Something happened. But though we walk in the flesh... I don't have to live like Adam did now. I don't have to war after the flesh. I don't have to respond anymore in the flesh. I don't have to respond to darkness anymore. I don't have to respond to its intimidations. I don't have to be moved by it anymore. So I got to retrain myself, right? So verse 4, for the weapons, there we go. Now we're talking about weapons. The Lord is not leaving us unarmed, right? He's teaching us how to use weapons so that we can defeat darkness. I get excited every time I read this. The weapons of our warfare, and you see now it's a situational awareness, isn't it? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's what the world does. That's what the fallen Adam had to do, right? He had to get revelation by the name of Je by the names of the Lord, right? And the word of the Lord, and you saw it through all the prophets, right? And you saw us building up to Jesus, right? We have Jesus in us now. We have the Word. We have the Holy Spirit living in us, right? So now, it's mighty through God by the pulling down of strongholds, okay? I'm not alone in this fight, right? I have mighty power in the name of Jesus. I can control my imaginations now, okay? I am seated with Jesus. I am not alone. So when I'm in a situation where darkness tries to come in, and it will, fear will try to come in, and it will, right? Right? Some kind of situation will come up and it will try to come in. 
I don't have to respond now in the flesh. I don't have to respond that way anymore. Hallelujah. I don't have to. I can use God's might, right? I can pull down that stronghold. I'm not covered in darkness. I'm covered in light in the name of Jesus. That's what I get out of this when I read it. I'm in fellowship with the Lord. Hallelujah. So I don't have to live in that state anymore. Verse 5, casting down imaginations. Everything that's high that will try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity with our words, right? With our words, with our fellowship with the Lord, with our words, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ in the name of Jesus. So I put this down here. When I was doing my studies on this with the word, when we go through all these things, recognizing, right? The ability to recognize and the ability to respond. That's what the Lord's going to give me. He's going to give me situational awareness. And when I'm one with him and he's one with me and I'm one in his word and he's one with me, I'm walking out there in that light. I can now see what he can see. I can now hear what he can hear. He'll show me things to come, right? That's the job of the Holy Spirit, showing me things to come, right? So now I've got situational awareness. Now I know how to respond. First words, first response. First word, first response. First word, first response. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell me what to say. He's going to show me what to say if I'll just relax and don't choke up and I'll listen. He'll tell me how to respond to this. My knees might be wobbling. You know, your flesh might be trying to to get you to be angry or something like that. But if you can control it, just shut up in the name of Jesus. Just shut up in Jesus' name. And you can just do what we've been doing and praying in the Holy Ghost and start praising his name like what we were doing. Hey, the Lord starts talking to you because you've created the atmosphere. You've brought in light, right? Because darkness blinds, right? Deception will start to bind you, right? Light will start opening things up. So bringing those thoughts to captivity and having in, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience of thought when your obedience is fulfilled. And, and I like what he started out in verse 7. Do you look unto things after the outward appearance? Mm. Again, situational awareness. He's going to show you how to see. He's going to show you how to hear. Okay, He's going to show you what to say. So the devil's going to try to come to get you to be open-minded. He's going to try to loosen your thoughts on the word, try to get you to let go right, of what that promise said, the yeah buts. Right? He's going to try to get you to start to waver. If you catch yourself wavering, get back in the word until you get to a point to where you're comfortable now to where that wavering's not happening anymore. That's what I had to start doing. Man, wavering start coming, right? All right, I got to get back in the word where that area is concerned in my life and get back into it so that I don't, that, because you can tell when your mind tries to start getting you to waver. You can tell. You got to speak to it. I mean, you can think good thoughts, but you got to speak to the thing. So a lot of times I'll go into the bathroom or I'll go where nobody's looking and I'll just kind of talk, you know, especially if I'm in a room with other people. I don't accept that thought in the name of Jesus. My wife and I, we go out to a lot of places and somebody will say something and that ain't lining up with the word of God and they're joking around with it. And my wife and I just kind of look at each other and say, not us in the name of Jesus. Uh uh-uh. But you're going to have to cast those thoughts down with your words in Jesus' name and with the word of God, okay? So should we fight the good fight of faith using our own thinking to discern the difference between what is right and what is wrong? That's powerful. We fight the good fight of faith casting down by recognizing the imaginations and the deceptions. We have situational awareness to the devil's entrapment. They try to exalt themselves against our thinking just like Jesus did. And like I said that last time, we dig in. We tell the devil nuts in the name of Jesus. Nuts in Jesus' name. Just like they did in that battle of the bulge. I'm going to recognize when that situation comes. He's going to show me. And I'm going to respond to it the way I should. The way he's going to tell me to respond to it. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. To be able to discern between what is right and what is wrong. It's a very powerful thing. 
And there's a lot of people out there in society today that are not in with the Holy Spirit. They're not connected to the true vine. And so now you're going to start hearing things that are not the truth, right? And I was reading Proverbs in, in, in the 20th chapter where it starts talking about how people, how a king can see and scatter evil with his eyes, okay? And now that's talking about Jesus, okay? And then it talks about people coming before, trying to justify their works, trying to, trying to take balances and trying to justify what they're doing and works as good, right? And then the Lord, there's a scripture in there in Proverbs 20 that comes right after that talks about weights and balances. And man, I started hearing from the Holy Spirit really strong on that. You can't use weights and balances. It's an abomination to the Lord. If you start thinking you can just do good works to please the Lord, people are dead in their spirits. And without a reborn again living spirit, right? Without that energized, recreated spirit, you're not going to heaven. And I got news for you. Reflected light is not a true source of light. The moon is beautiful. It shines beautiful out there. It gives off light, but the night sky is still dark. It is not strong enough to break the darkness of the light, night sky. Religion out there knows thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not kill. You know, they know all, they know that. They know thou shalt not commit adultery. They know reflected light. They know it. They can reflect the light, no problem, just like a bike reflector, right? But they are not projections of light. When that sun comes up, there is no darkness in that sky, right? It breaks the power of the night sky. There is no power in religion. And that's how the Holy Spirit helped me see on that. There is, we are projections of light. We've been translated from darkness. We have been put into the kingdom of light. That's why it's so important to be in the Word. And that's why it was so important last week when Pastor Justin was talking about John 3, about how people love darkness more than they love the light, right? Their deeds are evil. What's a deed? It's a thought, right? It's a thought that's in them, and they live in it, and they grow in it, and they get comfortable with it, and they start to gain experience in it, and they start to grow in it. It starts to mold their thinking and their thought life, right? Now their actions are going to be done. They're going to start acting according to those thoughts, right? And they're going to be comfortable in those thoughts. And that's why a lot of times they're naked like Adam. They don't run to the light, right? Because to them it's foolish, right? And that's why Paul was talking about that in that letter he wrote to Corinthians. When he said, the devil's got them blinded, right? They're blinded. Because he knows if they get born again, they're going to come run to the light. And they know when they come to the light, the Holy Spirit's going to start working with them. Jesus is going to start being in them. And one by one, he's going to start knocking down all the darkness that's in their life. One by one, one by one, one by one. And so he's so afraid for that to happen. Okay, Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because we walk in the light. 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 Ephesians chapter 6. And Paul said in verse 12, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, right? Against powers, against rulers of the dark places, right? Darkness of the world. And against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hmm. That's your enemy right there. That's the enemy right there. There he is. He can't change his spots. The devil is stuck with it. He's stuck with your confession. He's stuck with your belief. He's stuck with what comes in on your mind. He's stuck with it. And you'll start seeing in the Bible, like in the book of Daniel, 
right? Daniel, the prophet, and you'll start seeing Joseph, right? You'll start seeing people that started working by the word of God, walking by the word, walking by that vision the Lord gave them. You saw other people start coming against them, right? But because they stayed in that love, right? They stayed in that vision. They didn't give up. They stayed in that word, right? Especially Daniel. Imagine being Daniel, right? Your family's taken slavery. Your your city's burned down, right? And now you're a slave and you're taken into another country, right? And he purposed. The Bible says he purposed in his heart that he was not going to defile himself. Man, I'm telling you, you look at what happened. What did Nebuchadnezzar say to those about those four Hebrew kids? Man, there ain't nobody like these guys. I'm telling you, when you stay in the word, mm, darkness has no hold on you. All right, the enemy of your soul is trying to captivate you with deceptions. Pull down those strongholds in the heavens by the word of our God and defending your mind. Ask yourself this question when you're going through life as you start hearing things out there, okay, now. Is this true, and how can I know it's true? Well, how do we know it's true or not? The Word of God, right? That's how we're going to know it's true, and you're going to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, talking to you, leading you, guiding you. That's how you're going to know it's true. If it's true, this this is what I did, okay? And the Holy Spirit's reminding me of this. If I hear a man of God get up or a woman of God get up and say something that doesn't line up with the Word, and I know it doesn't line up with the word. The first thing I do is, is I say, Lord, where did they come up with that? How are they missing that in the scriptures? What, what are they basing that off of? And when I go out in society and I hear people say things, you know, about the word of God, because they'll, it's easy to come up against a Christian that doesn't study himself to show himself approved, right? It's easy to do that. Because you'll go out in the street and you'll start evangelizing. And they'll just throw things at you left and right. I tell you what, when I started evangelizing, that's when the Bible became real to me. That's when I started learning everything about the Bible, because I, I got questions thrown at me left and right. And they were satisfied when they could try to stump you on a question that you didn't know, right? But now, since I've been a student of the Word, and I've been studying the Word of God, they can throw everything they want at me. And, and somewhere in the Bible responds to that. And I just fire right back with the Word of God in love, right? So what happens when you go out there? What happens when you get into a situation What happens as you start to walk out there and somebody in society is going to bring up something to you and you're going to see this and they're going to try to get you to try to defend yourself. They're going to try to get you to try to be on the defensive and you're going to have to do what Jesus did in John chapter 8. What did he do when they got in his face and they started putting the pressure on him? What did Jesus do? He just got on the ground and started writing. I just thank the Lord he didn't tell us what he was writing, right? Because you can just imagine what some people would do in Christianity when they found out what he wrote on the ground. But Jesus started writing on the ground, and you know what he's doing. He's waiting for the right speaking word. He's writing for the right word at the right time, right? There's a situation of darkness trying to come in. There's a woman caught in the act of adultery. We know what she's doing is wrong, but what are they doing? They're using the word of God to condemn, right? They're not using it to set somebody free. They're using it as a weapon, and that's what we got to be careful of as Christians. We can't judge to condemn. We can't do that. And I think this is really the big reason why there's a lot of people with sexual identification issues. I think that's the real reason why they were hurt by the church, because instead of coming at them with the love of the Lord and the power of the Lord to set them free like that woman caught in the act of adultery, right, it came at them with judgment, right? And so what happened? Now there's an offense, right? And so it's very important that we understand there's a difference between judging using the weapon as a word of God and there's a difference between judging the truth between what is right and what is wrong, right? Right. So my question to you is, is this. Do I have to sin to know what darkness is? Think about it. 
That's powerful, isn't it? It's a powerful, powerful thought, isn't it? Did Jesus have to sin, right? He didn't have to sin to know what sin is. How did he know the truth? How could he tell what the truth was? He was in the Father. The Father was in him. He was in the Word. He responded by the Word, right? What did Jesus use to defend himself? He used the Word. He used what the Father told him. So when you're out there, okay, remember the truth and love. If you're in a situation where darkness is there, if you're in a situation where you're confronted, particularly where the Word is, just relax. Don't get upset. Just wait for the Holy Spirit. He will tell you the the time to speak, and he'll tell you what to say. It'll happen. I'm telling you, just trust the Lord. If you can just take that one second step backwards and just wait for the Holy Spirit, Man, Lord, how do I respond to this? Don't say anything. Okay, I'll just sit there and look at them. I've done that before. I've just sat there and looked at people, and they've just been in my face trying to do this, and I just sat there and looked at them and just waited till I heard from the Holy Spirit. And then they'll, something will finally come out of their mouth, and then the Lord will say, there you go, now you can say something. And then I'll say it. Oh, man. And then it'll come out. The truth will begin to start setting them free. Um, as I was out evangelizing, a couple weeks ago, I heard an individual say this. Something different about you. He said, you believe this. I can see when you're talking to me, you really believe this. This is coming out of you. You're really living this. He says a lot of other guys that have come out and talked to him are just trying to sell him, Jesus. He said, but you're telling me the truth. And every question that came out, the Lord gave me a response to come right back at him. And so one of the other things you'll want to do when you go out and you start talking to people and you're bringing the light out there, You'll want to take their name down and start praying for them. Like what Pastor Justin was saying when we were praying here earlier. Oh, man, if you only knew what prayer does. Because now you're praying for them. Now the Holy Ghost is all over them. Now the Holy Ghost is convicting them. He's sending people left and right over to them. And that little that seed that got in on the inside of him is starting to grow. Man, the Lord's got me over here evangelizing for some reason on this. Okay, the world is in darkness. So let's turn on the light. So if we are in a dark situation... Bring in the light. Bring it in, right? Because light will blind darkness. Now, darkness will blind us, right? And deception will put us in binds. But hey, light will blind the devil. I'm telling you, you put that armor on, you put that visor down. Who does the devil see? It's Jesus. That's all he sees, right? So, light will blind darkness. And darkness can only prevail where there's an absence of light. Now, I want to say that again. I want that to sink in. Darkness can only prevail where there's an absence of light. Mm, That's powerful. Think of that. Think of that. You don't have to sin to know what darkness is. You don't have to do it. John chapter 15, right? I am the true vine. You are my branch. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, I'll abide in you and my word will abide in you. And I always like to tell people when I'm in the prison, if I had a real $20 bill and I gave it to you, and I gave you a fake $20 bill. I said, would you guys know the difference between the two? And every one of them told me, yeah. And I would ask them, why? Why do you know the difference? And they said, because I've been dealing with the real thing. I know what it is. I, he said, I'll stick it up to the light. I'll look at it. He says, I, they know what the counterfeit is, right? Because they know what the real thing is. And that really caught my attention. So I love doing that. But I love this testimony because my wife was eyewitness to this. She was going to get her hair done one time, okay? And I may have told you the little girl curling iron story. For those of you who have, just, just bear with me. But this is a really good testimony. I just really loved it. I went with my wife to get her hair done one time. And there's a lady doing her hair. 
okay? And she has a little two-year-old girl, and she has to babysit that little two-year-old girl. Well, kids in their two years old, they like to start exploring, right? Particularly the one that can walk around and start doing things. This little girl is getting into everything. She's throwing food around. I mean, she's getting into everything she can think of, right? And the mother has to keep stopping and telling the little girl to stop doing that. So she puts her in the high chair. The little girl just climbs out of the high chair and just starts going around doing everything. Her mother keeps telling her no, but the little kid keeps doing what she wants to do, right? All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is going to give me a teaching moment, right? I heard the voice of the Lord, just like I'm talking to you. The still small voice. He spoke. And he said, watch, that little girl is going to come grab that curling iron. Now, I'm about this distance from Charlene and that girl that's doing her hair, right? And that little girl sees her mother put the curling iron all down. This all happened in like a split second. And sure enough, she saw it and took off and made a beeline right toward it. Her mother can't see it. And Charlene can't see it because they're facing this way. And the curling iron's down here. And she comes up around behind out of the line of sight. She's going to do this. I screamed as loud as I can, don't touch that. Now, what did the little girl do? She put that hand up there, looked at me with a big smile on her face, and you know what she did? She grabbed that thing in the hot pot, right? Burned her hand. Oh, now, she's screaming. She's yelling. Now, I want to I say this because I want to share this with you. Who is she mad at? Is she mad at her mother? No. Is she mad at my wife? No. Who's getting the dirty looks, and who is she mad at? Me. She got mad at me. She thought I punished her. Oh, folks, she thought I punished her. Something bad happened to her, and she thought I punished her. I'm going to say it again. Something bad happened to her, and she thought I punished her. How many times have we been walking around with the Holy Spirit talking to us? Right? How many times has the Lord been talking to us? But that fellowship with the Lord, we haven't been in fellowship with Him. We have, we've been distracted, right? We've let something else keep us distracted, right? So now the Lord's speaking, but because we've put something else in front of our face, right? We're listening to it. The Lord is talking, but now we've put them back here, so we're not listening to him. He's talking. He's telling you the difference between light and darkness. I read it in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20, all the way to the end. He's talking. Light is talking, constantly talking, right? John chapter 1, right? That that first chapter in 1 John, right? He's talking. If you have fellowship with the Lord, you should be in the light like we are in the light, right? You should be, that grace should be working in you. You should be having fellowship with him, right? But he's talking. He's always talking, right? And so the Lord told me, he said, how many times have people come to me and done that? God, why did you do this to me? God, why did you do that to me? When all along I've been talking to him. All along I've been telling the difference between what's right and what is wrong. All along I've been doing it. And he even said in Proverbs chapter 1, you wouldn't get up to me. You wouldn't come to me. You wouldn't listen to me to my reproofs. I'm not trying to keep you from fun. I'm trying to tell you how to live life, right? I'm showing you what fun really is, okay? And man, my eyes just started to cry when I read that because I learned I can learn what light is now. I can be in the light. I've been delivered from darkness. I don't have to be intimidated by it anymore. I don't have to respond to it anymore. I've learned how to practice to it. I've learned how to do it now. I don't have to talk bad about somebody anymore. I can forgive them now. I can talk life over them now. I mean, I started learning how to be like Jesus, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, right? It gets exciting, guys, doesn't it? I mean, you get excited. And then you're a vessel of the Lord. And then people look at you. Man, Jesus is in you. When I was over in England, one of the guys that I worked with, he tried everything he could to get me mad. I mean, he would say things, he would do things, he'd go out of his way to get me mad. He said, man, nothing ever shakes you, nothing ever gets you mad. What's up with that? He says, nothing, you have no vices. So then we go to a, uh, they had a dinner one night, so we all went there. 
and uh, all the people that I work with were there. And it, this guy's wife comes up to me, and I introduce myself to her, and she introduces herself to me and says, oh, you're the guy that has no vices. <laughs> I started laughing. Hey, that got me excited. That got me excited because when people can look at you and they can say, man, this guy, nothing throws him off. Hallelujah, that's light. They see that light in you. One of the things I wanted to do is I, I wanted to share a testimony with you, um, some more testimonies. And um, because one of the things the Holy Spirit wanted to put on me is when you go out and you're in the world, how do you recognize? How do you see what's going on before you? Because the Lord's going to set up encounters. And he told me this when I was praying, because Pastor Justice said the Lord told him, we're going to have 500 teams going out, right? 2,000 people, 500 teams going out. I said, Lord, that's big. I need your help for this one, right? So he told me, I'm going to set up encounters with you. I'm going to set up encounters for you. You guys are going to be doing the book of Acts. And that just excites me. You're going to be walking in the light. You're going to be living in the light. You're going to be bringing the light, right? And the people in heaven are cheering us on. And I'm telling you what, when it comes, when we go to heaven, right, and we stand there and we go up there, the angels called Daniel beloved. They called him beloved when they went down and talked to him. Can you imagine what they must be saying about you and I? fighting the good fight of faith. And we go up there and we get into heaven and the Lord says, man, on that day, this day and time right here, when you were standing right there and those people came in and they falsely accused you at your workplace and they started calling you names and did all that and you stood there in the love and you stood there in the truth and you came to me and you didn't fire out and you didn't get angry and you didn't look for revenge and you trusted on me like Psalms 26 where it says, let Lord vindicate me because I've walked in your integrity. I've walked in my integrity and your word, you know, I know you won't leave me. I know you're my buckler, you're my shield. And you didn't, you didn't fire back. And Paul said this in 2 Timothy. He said, if you get out of strife and you stay out of strife and you don't fight with foolish questions and unlearned questions and you don't enter in over that and you stay meek and you stay in that love and you stay in that light and you let light because you've been delivered from darkness and you let that light flow through you, he says that person will be recovered out of darkness because the devil's got a chain on them. And I'm telling you, it works. So many times people have come up. My enemies have become my friends. This is powerful when your enemies become your friends. People will look at you and say, how can your enemies become your friends? It's because I I know what the truth is. I know what darkness is. I know what light is. And so here I am. I'm going into the prisons, right? And I'm talking to these guys in jail. Some of these guys are looking at 35 years. Some of them are looking at 25 years. And I'll come in, and we'll do what we've been learning here. We've, we've been fighting the good fight of faith. We'll tell them about faith. I'll start talking to them about the blessing. I'll start talking to them about light. I'll tell them what happens when you get born again, what it means to be born again, right? What it means to be in a blessing, what it means to have the blessing on you, right? Because God died for, the, for us to have the blessing, right? He paid the price for the Gentiles so that you and I could walk in the blessing with Abraham, right? And if you be of Christ and you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the blessing, and you start talking to them about it, right? And they just start looking at you. But some of these guys, some of their cases go for a long time. So they're in there for not for a month. They're in there for three, four, five months. So the Lord will have me go talk to some specific people. And I got hallelujah stories for you because two individuals, one of them was facing 35 years and the the charge got dropped. One of them was facing 25 years and the charge got dropped. Now, this is beautiful because I would start coming in and this one particular guy said, I want to hear from the Lord because you said you hear from God. Don't you hear from God? I tell people that when I walk out there all the time. Don't you hear from the Lord? You're a Christian. You're supposed to be hearing from God. You're supposed to be celebrating with him, walking with him. Don't you hear from God? Because they look at me like, you hear from God? And I'm like, don't you? Don't you hear from God? 
I mean, that's what the Bible says. I'm being taught of the Lord. My children are being taught of the Lord. He'll talk to them, right? So he started hearing from the Lord, and he started having dreams. And then we started about not getting into strife and being, staying out of strife. And he's, he started catching himself. And the next thing you know, he's preaching to me. I go in there and this guy starts preaching to me. And I just sit there for 20 minutes listening to him telling me all the things the Lord's doing in there and in the prison. He's preaching to me. And so I'm standing there one day. And all of a sudden, the, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. And, and I love when he does that, right? So I'm sitting there and he has me go like this. And I look at it like, look at my hand like this. And then I look at him. And I look back down on my hand like this. And then I look at him. And then I look back down on my hand like this. And I look at him. And the Lord all of a sudden told me, he said, they're going to look at your charge and they're going to look at you, but they're going to see the light of Jesus in you. And they're going to say, this charge doesn't match up with this guy. And, and I'm t- ah, I came in there a couple weeks ago. He looked at me and told me that the main charge got dropped. He was looking at 25 years and it got dropped. He said they dropped the charge. Now, there's still some stuff he's got to do, but these guys are learning. It just excites me. The other one, they told him he was going to die in prison. You know, he's already, some of these guys are 40, 50 years old that are in there, you know, and they're facing 35 years. And I always like to tell them, what is going to remove the bars? What, what is going to remove the bars, right? And they all get it. That's going to be that light, that light, that life, that liberty of Jesus. That's what's going to remove the bars, Right. And, and you sit there and you look at them, and I start talking to them, and, I, and the Holy Spirit will help me stop and say, guys, I don't see your uniform. I don't see your prison uniform on you. I don't see the tattoos on your arms. I just see the love of the Lord coming out of you, right? And that's what they're going to see. And I said that that love of the Lord is what's going to get you out of this darkness. It's what's going to get you out of, deliver you from this darkness that's in there, right? What did Paul and Silas do when they were in darkness, when they were in that jail, when they were in that prison, right? And they were chained up in there. What did they do? They started doing what we did today. They started praising Jesus, right? Started shouting hallelujah, glory to the Lord. What happened? Light came in there, right? Life came in there. That place shook, right? So much so that the warden went out. He's ready to do Harry Carey, right? He's ready to commit suicide, right? And um, Paul's like, hey, chill out, man. I know the doors are open, but nobody's left. Come on. If I were to go down to that county jail and open up every door in that prison, what do you think those guys are going to do? They're going to go run out of there. Those guys stayed there, right? And we know from church history, a lot of us believe that that church of Philippi, Philippi got organized by those guys. So light, it's light, it's life, it's light. Look at Romans chapter, um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter, we're just one page over, Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm going to look at verse 1 and 2, and then I'm going to look at verse 6 and 14. It says here, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, Be you therefore followers of God. Just like a little kid does, he, he wants to emulate his dad. Man, when I was little, I wanted to be like my dad, right? You emulate the Father, right? Through Jesus, right? So be followers of the Father, of God, right? As a little child, walk in love. Just like our resurrected Messiah, Jesus, sitting at the right hand of the Father, just like he did, and has given himself to us as an offering and a sacrifice for a sweet-smelling savor. Oh, don't you know how the Lord gets excited when you do what he says to do? Oh, man, does he get excited. Folks, when you walk in light, when you walk in love, the world may not know it and may not see it, but the Lord sees it. And it's a sweet savor to him. When you walk in love and you, when you bring in light, you bring in love. Oh man. Mm. 
But fornication, right, and all uncleanness, covet. Oh, that's verse 3. Let me get back up here to first. Walk in love, right? Be that offering, okay? And then if we skip on down to verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. What did Jesus say when he was talking about in the word of God? When he was talking about blessed are the meek and, and blessed if you hunger and thirst. And he starts talking about loving your enemy, you know, blessing those that persecute you. He says, I'm going to let the sun shine on the just, you know, on the righteous and the unrighteous, but it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. In other words, guys, listen up here. If you're going to listen to the workers of disobedience and you're going to get out from under the umbrella, Right? You're going to get rained on. So don't get out from under the umbrella. I mean, that's, I mean, how simple can that be, right? It, it takes the devil to kind of mess you up, right? To kind of deceive you, to get you to go over there. That's why the wrath is coming. God is not doing this, okay? Be you therefore, don't partake with them. Look at verse 8. What does verse 8 say? You were sometimes darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. There it is. Walk in. As children of the light. Be in command, folks. Be in command. I don't have to live like them. I don't have to talk like them. I don't have to walk like them, right? Grace is in me. Grace is working with me, right? I'm in command now. I have a choice. I can, man, I say it all the time. I heard Dr. Savelle say this one time. He said, you can choose to live in the blessing. Oh, man, do you know what that did to me? Because, I mean, when you grow up in the church like I did, in a particular denomination like I did, it's always God is against you. God is against you. God is causing this. God is doing that. God is making this happen. God is doing this. Man, I felt like I was in change just being a Christian, right? But that's not what's happening, is it? That's the devil that's doing it. It's darkness that's doing it. It's deception. I don't have to live this way anymore. Hallelujah. All right. <clears throat> Romans chapter 13. Oh, yeah. Romans chapter 13. Oh, yeah. Romans chapter 13. Oh, yeah, Lord. Let's, let's see some more about light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. I don't owe anybody anything, right, but to love one another. Mm. For he that loves one another has fulfilled the law. I don't have to live by Thou shalt not murder, right? Thou shalt not steal, right? Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not commit adultery. I don't have to do that now. Why? I'm not a reflection of light anymore. I'm a projection. I got the life. I got the light in me. Now it's I love you. Now I love you. Hey, brother, I want to help you. I don't want to steal your shoes, man. Hey, I'm going to believe it. Hey, take mine, man, in the name of Jesus. See what's going on now? I'm not coveting. Man, why do I want to covet some other person's wife, right? Particularly if you're a single guy. Man, Lord, that girl's hot, right? Lord, could you give me a wife? Could you give me a wife, right? No, no, because this is what I said to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'd like a girl that, you know, I want a girl that, that's right for me, right? That, that's how I said it to him. You know me better than I know me. You show me the right kind of girl. See, I don't have to take anymore. I, I grew up in... I was in high school in the 80s, so you'll just have to, to deal with me there. <laughs> but I don't have to take anymore. I don't have to take what you got, right? Because now I can believe for the Lord what to get. I don't owe anybody anything anymore. I just walk in the love of the Lord now, right? And that's what Paul's saying there in verse 9, right? You just love your neighbor. Verse 10, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Man, that's powerful. <laughs> And it's about verse 11. And that, knowing that the time, that it, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. 
It's high time, folks. It's high noon, guys. Okay, verse 12. The night is far spent. The night is far spent. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let's cast off the works of darkness. Let's put on the armor of light. Oh my goodness, we're not weaponless, are we? We've got something called light. And I'm telling you, there's been situations where Charlene and I have gone out on the streets. This, this girl right here one time, there was a bunch of guys from Eastern Europe, and we were over in England. We were going out every, just about every weekend evangelizing in the streets in England. And um, we were going from all these little towns with the churches that we were with. And uh, these guys are from one of the Eastern European countries, but they got a worker's permit so they could go over to, uh, we were in Ealing, that's where we were. And I'm telling you, these dudes are big guys. And I mean, you talk to some of these guys, they get in a fist fight, some of them got cut marks from being stabbed. These, those, these are some pretty tough dudes, right? And one of these guys decides to come over to Charlene and start messing with her, right? And little Charlene, about this big, and this guy's a huge dude, and she's standing right in there telling him about the love of Jesus. And this guy's doing everything he can to try to get to her, right? He's just mad and angry, you know? She's just sitting there talking to him about the love of the Lord. And I'm just sitting there with my eyes open like this, just watching. You can step in the light. There, there is a, you can be in the light. When, when they came against Jesus, right, he was in the light, right? They tried to kill him. They, they tried to stone him, right? But he stayed inside that bubble of light. Right. I, I'm telling you, folks, your knees might be knocking, but there's something called the armor of light. And I've seen it so many times when I've been out there ministering. I've seen it. I've heard so many testimonies from other people that have seen it, right? So one of the guys come over and grab the other guy and lifts him up off the ground and takes him and comes over and pushes him and throws him and says, you leave her alone. And I was just laughing this whole time I was watching this, you know, watching her do this. It, it is just fun watching the, the light of the Lord. Why don't the Holy Spirit have me say that about that? I think the reason is is because I think the devil tries to get you intimidated when you're out there. Now, when you evangelize, you're always going to, because one of you is praying, the other one's, one of you is going to be able to communicate, and the other one will pray, right? But the Holy Spirit's talking to you, okay? So you're going to. And if the Holy Spirit says, get out of there, get out of there. I don't argue with him, and he'll tell you. The light will tell you. When you bring light into a situation, it'll expose all the darkness. It'll expose every bit of the darkness. It will expose it, right? And the Holy Spirit will start talking to you, and they'll tell you, get out of there. Okay, get out of there. Now, I've been in situations where he said, take a step forward right up to him. And so I'll take a step forward right up to him. Now tell him I love him. Jesus loves you, man. Jesus loves you, man. Jesus loves you, man. Jesus loves you, man. And then you just see tears just start coming out of their eyes. And um, in the book of uh, John, in the third chapter, I'll just read this to you so that you can hear this. In the book of John, in the third chapter, this, this opened my eyes. It says that, you know, you know God loved the world. You know he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but they would have everlasting life. God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world. That's so powerful. Light was not sent into the world to condemn. Light was set into the world to set people free. And you're a carrier of that light, Right? The world through him might be saved, right? There's that Greek word saved, made safe and sound, right? Think of somebody at the edge of a cliff getting ready to fall over, and you grab them and pull them, right? 
He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, this might make some people cringe, but Jesus has taken care of the sin problem. Okay? Now, this will help you out, because it helped me out, because I'm looking at Brother Copeland's study Bible that he put notes in there, and he wrote, it's not because of sin next to that. People are not dying and going to hell because of sin. Ooh, that caught my attention. All right, Lord, I'm going to do Here's what I'm doing. Here's a man of God saying something. There's some revelation I need about this, okay? Ah, my lights, my eyes started to open. I began to see it. Jesus has already taken care of the sin problem, okay? So when you go out and you go to minister, you don't have to condemn. You don't have to judge. He's taken care of the sin problem. It's been taken care of. It's eradicated. Jesus said it. The, the, the Supreme Court of the universe has made its decision. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life now. It's your choice, right? There's a choice now. You can make a choice. It set me free, guys, when I read that, when I saw that. Oh, I got set so free. I, man, I get it, Jesus. I don't have I can tell him that Jesus loves him. I can begin to start praying. I can bring light. I can put light into this situation. I can do it with love. I can bring the Zoe life of Christ into this situation. I can bring this in here. I can bring it in here, and I can speak it in love. And I don't have to defend myself. I just do it in love. I just start telling them Jesus loves them. I just start letting the Holy Spirit start showing me, man. Hey, Jesus loves you. Man, God's not angry at you anymore. And you start getting into it. Hey, that's when the Lord starts talking to you. That's when knowledge starts coming up. That's when he starts telling you, here's the words you can say. You'll start listening to them when they start talking back. And the Lord's like, here you go. That's what I want you to jump on right there. God's not mad at them, right? He's not condemned them, okay? It's because they don't believe now in the name of Jesus. We don't have to live in that fallen state anymore like Adam, okay? And this is the condemnation now. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness more than they love light because their their deeds are evil. And that's when I started learning something. I get it. They've been born in sin. They've been raised in sin, okay? They've been living this whole life. They've They've been developed in it. Their minds have been soaked and saturated in it, right? So that's why their deeds are evil. That's why. I mean, that's why. Their deeds are evil. If they knew the truth, they wouldn't do it. Now it's my job to show them the truth. It's my job to show them the truth. Oh, hallelujah. I get, you are carriers of light. You know when you get to heaven, you're going you're gonna to hear things from the Lord. I did what? When you were praying in tongue with Pastor Justin on October 17th, 2018, as you were praising the Lord and praying in tongue, I had you praying for brother so-and-so, right? I had you praying for a witness to go out there and minister to him, right? You didn't know you were praying it. It was just coming out of you. It just You just started praising in the name of Jesus. You just started speaking in tongues in the name of Jesus. Light started to come out, right? And all of a sudden, you're praying for him. And somebody was able to come because you decided to come in agreement, to come into a corporate prayer and start praying, right? And then I've been praying in the Holy Spirit, well, the Lord will put somebody on my heart. That's what light does, right? So now you start praying for that individual, and then they get saved. Man, I'm telling you, you're going to be excited when you get to heaven. Find out the things you did. Didn't even know it. He said this, everyone that does evil hates the light. They don't come run into the light because their deeds have to be reproved. There you go. They got to change. All right. When I go out and I evangelize guys, I can tell if the word's working or not because I can tell by the way their flesh is reacting, right? Sometimes it starts to cringe. Ooh, I'm in now, Lord. And that's when I get excited. When I see their flesh react because their deeds, right? 
ooh, this is something that's getting in there, right? The Lord's operating. He's moving in there. Hey, I'm on to something. Man, I was ministering to a guy in a prison, right? There's a bunch of guys in there. And this guy just, he'd give me the dirtiest looks, right? He's doing everything he can do to get away, but they can't go anywhere because they're stuck in this area. So I'm just yelling and talking as loud as I can. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, start talking about anger. And I said, and for those of you who have problems with anger, oh, man, all of a sudden it caught his attention, and he came walking up. See, his deeds, his deeds are evil. And he came up and he told me, hey, I'm in here because I can't keep my cool. I always get angry. It caught his attention. At first, his flesh was just, and he's just running away. Ah, now I know I'm getting somewhere, right? If you'll watch, if you'll be patient, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. I mean, I get so excited when we go out and we evangelize. I get so excited about bringing in light, right? Because light dispels darkness. And you'll be sitting there, and you'll be talking to somebody, and the Lord will just start bringing it. You'll just start praying over them. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. I'm just going to pray the blessing over you. We went to the laundromat to, to wash some stuff one time, just not too long ago. And there was a guy there. And we started to just sternly just open up a conversation. Next thing you know, we're talking to this guy. Next thing you know, we're in the laundromat. We're praying over this guy. It's like people are just kind of sitting there watching and looking. But the guy called me up. We got his name and his phone number. He texted me up the next day. He says his business doubled. When we prayed the blessing over, he said, my business is doubled. I mean, I got so excited. I mean, hey, that was the Lord. That was the Lord, right? So I just want you to know that you are in the light. The light is in you, okay? And the more you abide in the light, the more the light will work through you, okay? And you are carriers of his presence. I mean, you are carriers of that light in the name of Jesus. You're carriers of it. I mean, do you know... I mean, I, I like watching Star Wars, right? The Jedi Knights. You guys are Jedi Knights, man. You're Jedi Knights in the Lord. I mean, so I read it in Ephesians chapter 1. I read it. I mean, I got so excited when I read it in Ephesians Ephesians 1. This is us. We are light. We are love. We're, we're in the Lord. It's just, blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, right? In heavenly places in Christ, according that he has chosen you, eh, you in the world before the foundation, in him before the foundations of the world, that you should be, oh, here's the definition of what it means to be holy, right? That you should be holy and blameless, right? Before him in love, predestinating you as adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. And he decided to do that according to his good pleasure of his will. He did it. I didn't lift myself up and seat myself. He did it. It's exciting. So what I'd like to do right now is I just, I just like to pronounce a blessing and a prayer over you in the name of Jesus. And one of the things the Holy Spirit wanted me to say was tonight, it's not God that's against you, okay? He's not against you. Some of you have been lied to, okay? And he put that so strong in my heart. You've been lied to so much by the devil. You've been lied to so much by religion, okay? God is not against you. He's for you. You are light. You are light. You are a projection of light. I mean, you were sometimes darkness, but that old you is dead and buried now. Now you are a projection of light. Live in that light. Stir that light up. You guys all did it when we got into prayer here. Just before we got into the service, you were doing it. You were walking in the light. You were stirring up that light. You were changing that atmosphere. You were moving. All of hell saw it. 
I mean, all the, all the atmosphere where the devils are sought. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the love. I thank you for the light. I thank you for the life that are in, in this body of believers. Because this is a group of believers, Father, that are in command in Jesus' name. I mean, the light of the Lord is on the inside of them. When they go into their workplace, when they go into their home, when they go out into the society, when they go out into the community in the name of Jesus, they are carriers of your light, Lord. They are taking ground for you Hallelujah. The Bible said the violent take it by force. Hey, we got light. We're moving. We're going forward. We're going strong. We're not being intimidated by you, devil. And you know, Lord, we're sensitive to you. We are so sensitive to you from now on. So sensitive to you, Father. So I thank you for the sensitivity over our life. I thank you for the eyes that give us that you've given us to see, the ears that you've given us to hear, Father. I thank you for the light that's on the inside of us, Lord. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord. We're, your, we're yours to command. Use us in the name of Jesus. Amen.